0: What is forgiveness and how important is it in the life of a believer in Jesus Christ? And what about that verse that says, our sins are forgiven as we forgive others? Forgiveness has to be one of the toughest topics in and out of the church alike, but it's fundamental to our faith so we can't avoid it. Let's be brave and climb aboard for some tough sailing as we try to navigate these waters of forgiveness together on today's Gems of Grace welcome to gems of grace i am wade c long if you're a new listener you picked a fantastic time to join us as we are making our way through the prayer known as the lord's prayer or the disciples prayer or also the model prayer this week we will look at verses 12 14 and 15 in matthew chapter 6. Then we'll come back next time for Matthew, verse six thirteen, and do a recap of the prayer series altogether. Matthew 6 and 12 in the New Living Translation says, And forgive us our sins, as we have forgiven those who sin against us. And goes on to read in verses 14 and 15, If you forgive those who sin against you, your heavenly Father will forgive you. But if you refuse to forgive others, your father will not forgive your sins. This is probably one of the least examined verses in this prayer, if not in all of Scripture. I believe that's the case because it's tough to read and avoid controversy. It also requires us to commit to something that we honestly sometimes simply don't feel like doing. I believe the main problem with unforgiveness is pride. No matter how much we read, study or hear, I believe we typically refuse to accept that our sins are as bad as others, especially when we are the party who was sinned against. But Colossians 2.14 says he canceled the record of the charges against us and took it away by nailing it to the cross. We may be hesitant to think of it this way, but guess what? These include the charges you and I have brought against those in Christ who have wronged us as well. If you're like me, it's more comfortable to believe the person next to me is more sinful than I am, which of course helps me to justify my unforgiveness. The truth of God's word in Romans 3 says this. For everyone has sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. That's verse 23. Yet, we tend to engage in a man-made sense of sin hierarchy. Most of us would list murder, then sins against kids most likely, then sins against women, and so on and so forth. Students of the word have debated for years if there should be a measuring stick with regard to seriousness of certain sins, and nobody seems to have a sure answer. But the one thing I know is if there should be a measuring stick, You and I aren't the ones to determine it. Lots of times we try to act as if our sin is less than someone else's because of the reasons we did it or the experiences which led to it. But the people we're passing judgment on, they have their own issues and reasons, their own backgrounds and mental and spiritual chasms, which cause them to do the things they do too, whether we comprehend them or not, or whether we are willing to. So we'd all do best to just knock it off and forgive and let God decide what's what when it comes to discerning the seriousness of what we did versus what they did. And this text is tough to read because it challenges our faith in a way that few verses ever get a chance to. It actually appears to tell us church folks, the saved, the blood washed, the redeemed, that all we boast about can be erased. When it states, if we don't forgive, we won't be forgiven. It causes us to think, and I believe that's exactly what it's intended to do. Because we're disciples, we're believers, we're the bride of Christ. Some of our entire identities are based around the reality of the forgiveness of our past, present, and future sins. But this verse has the audacity to say, if we don't forgive, then we won't be forgiven. So, Do I mean to say God will take our salvation if we don't forgive? Or is that what the scripture is really saying after all? Look, I'll never claim to have the interpretation of each scripture in total order. But I do remember my Bible training taught me to evaluate each scripture in consideration to each other scripture. So do I believe if we don't forgive someone that we won't go to heaven? I believe there's enough in scripture to defend that not being the case, but maybe our perspectives are off altogether. Maybe if we who claim to be the people of God won't forgive, perhaps that's an indication that we really aren't who we say we are after all. Maybe we aren't as saved as we act like we are because if we can accept amazing grace for ourselves, but when it's turned to extend that same grace, our faith fails us? Is our faith really all it's cracked up to be after all? Maybe, just maybe that same Jesus that looked from eternity beyond our faults and saw our needs, looked from eternity and saw the faults of those who've offended us as well. Maybe the same nails that went into Jesus's hands for me for that exact person I won't forgive and took nails for them also. Maybe that same thing, you can't seem to decide how you're gonna forgive. Maybe Jesus gave his dying breath for that as well. And if so, maybe no matter how deep the offense, you and I have no right to hold against them what Jesus forgave. For a long time now, Many teachers of the word, and now secular doctors even, have explained the importance of forgiveness. They've explained forgiveness is not for the other individual in as much as it is for ourselves. They have cited that holding on to offenses creates unnecessary emotional and psychological bondage while the offender gets away freely. They've even linked cancer and other disease directly to unforgiveness. For spiritual strategy. I often try to look at things from what I believe Satan's point of view is. Now, you may think this is crazy, but listen to this example. Your perspective may be that you, a fully wonderful person with a great heart, goes through this situation where you're hurt by someone, perhaps even someone you trusted and cared for, because that usually seems to be the case. You virtually did everything right. And they return that with a hurt a betrayal. You feel you have every right to hold it against them. Now watch what could be Satan's perspective. This is a wonderful person with a great heart. They must be stopped. I have just a solution. I'll send an offense their way. And I've heard them said before, they won't forgive. And now I can attack their entire lives. Spiritually, they'll be disobeying God. I'll attack them financially by causing tons and tons of doctor bills because of how I'll attack them physically and mentally by causing memories of this offense they refuse to let go of. I'll cause it to stew in their minds day and night. I'm sure God will send someone else better even, into their lives to replace the offender. But by then, they won't be able to trust anyone anymore. See how this works? I'm convinced the best way to handle forgiveness is a clue found in the word forgive itself. Forgive almost sounds like you're giving before. It's the same way Jesus did for us on the cross in forgiving all our sins, past, present, and future. If you and I can decide we are giving beforehand, if we decide the next time an offense comes, no matter the size of the act, we've already committed ourselves to forgiveness. Maybe that can help the process of forgiveness happen more smoothly. I have something that helps me to adjust my perspective when I'm having a tough time with forgiveness. and Maybe it'll help you, too. It's based on John 17, 23. It reads, I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as much as you love me. If you look at this verse, it's saying something really spectacular that I think we should all talk about more. That verse is saying that our heavenly father loves us as much as he loves Jesus, the son. That truth could be its own series. Now, I'm one of these people who, when I'm offended, I'll quickly get an attitude and say, man, who do they think they is? But I've been teaching myself recently to follow that up with the answer. And if you can get that person in a mind who you have a hard time forgiving, do it now. And ask yourself the question, who do they think they are? Because I have the answer for you. Yes, they may have been wrong. Yes, you likely did not deserve whatever happened. And they were probably way out of line with what they did and how they did it. And maybe you can never trust them again and maybe that's okay. But who are they? Somebody who Jesus loves every bit as much as he loves you. And if that's true, you and I have no excuse but to love and to forgive them too. I want to thank you for joining me for Gems of Grace. I realize this one might have been a little bit heavy, but I believe we'll all be better for it than how we started out. Don't forget to drop us a line on Twitter or on Instagram at GE Missions. For Gems of Grace, I am Wade Ceylon.